If I haven't met you before, my name is Grant. Welcome to the 10 o'clock service at Christ the King. I'm going to warn you ahead of time, I'm a total mess. I'm a total mess. My Comcast guy is getting baptized in this service. That's awesome. My Comcast guy. I mean, seriously, you hooked up my, that's awesome. Wow. So, a couple of very brief announcements. Alpha is getting started. It's basically dinner and a movie for people that are investigating Christianity and, uh, If you'd like to check into that, we'd love for you to be a part of that. So I'm standing in a coffee line the other day, and I say to the guy behind me, I'll buy your coffee if you answer a question. He goes, sure. I'm like, well, okay, no problem, right? I said, what's right with the world? He said, not a blank thing. That was his response. I needed a sensor button, right? I'm just like, really? There's nothing right with the world at all? He goes, nothing. Really? I handed him his coffee. He took a sip. I said, how's your coffee? It was good. I'm like, ha, one for me. (laughs) I said, obviously, you didn't know I was going to buy your coffee this morning, so you must have had some money in your pocket standing in line, right? He goes, yeah, two for me. I said, you look like you're dressed, like you're going somewhere. Do you have a job? He goes, yes, I do. (laughs) Three for me. He goes, I get it. I get it, all right? I get it. So much of our life is a matter of perspective. Some of you had an interesting perspective, if you were honest, when you came in and you looked at our set and you're just like, oh, here we go. The world is falling apart and they're taking me back to my third grade classroom. They're just gonna make it all stars and pink and it's all good, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good, right? Because that's what I think Christians are famous for, right? Life is fine, there's no problems. If life hands you lemons, make lemonade, stick your head in the sand, pray that Jesus comes back. But the truth of the matter is, and we all know it, life sucks and then you die. In fact, if we had a conversation this morning, you'd say, let's talk about what's wrong with the world because that answer is easy. Everything is wrong with the world. Have a nice day, right? You know what? Here's what surprises me. Over the last couple of weeks, I have heard more fear and negativity from Christians than I've heard from those that don't know Jesus at all. And we're supposed to be the ones who are okay when the world goes upside down because we actually know the person who's in charge. Here's a hard truth, and we're going to struggle with it over the next couple of weeks The truth is this, in the middle of a crisis, God calls his children to consider the question, what's right with the world? Now, some of you will grumble and go, where does the Bible say that? Huh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Eeyore. Let's take a look at it together. (laughs) The Bible says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Everybody has an answer to what's wrong with the world, and I do believe God has called us to be wise, discerning, and living in this present reality, but I also believe God has called his children to ask a different question. What's right with the world? And let me tell you one aspect that we're going to have an opportunity to watch this morning that is very, very, very right with the world. God is still transforming lives. That's what's right with the world. You see, we've got this deep abiding uh, conviction at Christ the King Church. We believe that in Jesus, there's forgiveness for the past and hope for the future. It's our deepest conviction that God is still in the process of changing human lives. We believe the cross of Jesus Christ is the great equalizer. And then when we repent and confess our sin before Jesus, that we don't actually have to remodel our life, that in fact, God comes and gives us an entirely new life. We believe that we no longer have to spend our life just trying to manage our sin, but instead that we can actually overcome and that our lives can be redeemed, restored, renewed, and ultimately 
replaced. This weekend, we're going to see a group of people go public with their relationship in Jesus Christ. We're going to see people be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, let me explain to you what it is that we're watching. Baptism is a public declaration of a deep association with Jesus Christ. I grew up in Canada as a Montreal Expos fan. It's the Canadian equivalent of being a Chicago Cubs fan. They tease you every year that this is going to be the year, but ultimately they break your heart. That's the way it is. Lots of people in Canada were closet Expos fan, but I went public with my faith in that team. I had a jersey, I had a hat, I, talked, I knew the lineup from beginning to end. I was not ashamed to profess my loyalty to that particular team. Well, this weekend, the people you're going to meet in a few moments are going public with their relationship with Jesus. They're standing in front of everyone and saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm a new creation in Jesus, and that's all that you need to know. So let me answer some questions as we get started, though. How do we baptize? Well, we baptize with water around here, and we dunk. I don't know how else to put it to you, okay? We dunk. Every example of baptism in the Bible was done with water, and it involved immersion. Now, we dunk just because that's the way it was done in the Bible, but the truth is we don't make a big deal out of the mode around here. I mean, personally, I don't care if you were dunked, poured, sprinkled, or wiped down with a damp cloth. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's the condition of your heart that's important. The biblical word that we translate baptize in the Greek language is baptizo, and it was a very common word that just meant to wash. That was it. In fact, you could use this word in a noise. If your camel needed to get cleaned up, you could baptizo your, your camel. If you washed your car yesterday afternoon, you could baptizo your car. In fact, if you take a cucumber, baptizo it in some hot vinegar, it turns into a pickle. I mean, it's a common, common word. It's a common word, but as Jesus often does, he takes a common word and he gives it deep spiritual implications. In Acts chapter 8, a man by the name of Philip leads another person to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. A spiritual conversion took place and then a spiritual washing took place in which that man publicly declared, I am with Jesus. That's my team. We need to know salvation is not contingent on baptism. And the people that are going to come out here in a few moments came an hour early to church so that they could profess publicly that they were on the team of Jesus, that they knew salvation came first, now they're being obedient. So that's the how. Who do we baptize? We baptize anyone who has a personal relationship with Jesus and has been prompted by the Holy Spirit to be obedient to the command of Jesus. Each one of these people has publicly stated to one of our pastors I have been saved. Acts 2.41 says those who believe and accepted his message were baptized. So that's the how and we got the who. One of the biggest questions we've got to answer though is why. Why should I be baptized? And that's a great question. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you should be baptized, number one, to follow the example of Jesus. Mark chapter 1 tells us the story of his baptism. It says, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, was baptized by John in the Jordan. And as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open, the spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. If you take out a map, 
Saw where Jesus was and where he got baptized. He walked 60 miles to get that done. I think that means it's a big deal. 60 miles. Jesus once again is saying, I'm the Savior, so I'll go first. When it came to paying the price that you couldn't pay, to die the death that you probably should have died, me included, Jesus is always the one standing saying, I'll go first. And he's asked his followers to do exactly that. And my friends, I believe this with all of my heart. If it's good enough for Jesus, it should be good enough for us. Number two, I should be baptized to publicly proclaim my faith in Christ. Matthew 10, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Baptism is public. We just finished a series on fear. The courageous people you're going to meet in a moment have moved beyond the fear of man, the fear of now, the fear of what if, and they're living in the world of obedience. They're saying, I want to acknowledge the lordship of Jesus so that Jesus will acknowledge the followership of me. Here's number three. You should be baptized to publicly identify with the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When people go under the water, they're connecting with the death of Jesus. They're saying publicly, he died for me. He suffered for me. He was buried for me. He paid the price for me. As they come back up out of the water, they're identifying with the resurrection of Jesus. They're saying, he beat death for me. He rose from the grave for me. He triumphantly arose. And the good news is, he's still alive today. Romans chapter 6. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, that we too may live a new life. And if we've been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so the body of sin might be done away with and we should no longer be slaves to sin. I'm going to do a job tomorrow that I'm looking forward to. It's not in my job description. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to clean the filter in the baptistry. You know why? Because of all the stuff that's going to be in that filter. Old sin, old habits, old addictions, the former way of life that I used to live. It's all going to be there. And in Jesus' name, when they come up out of the water, they're brand new, cleansed, clean. Fourthly, you should be baptized to obey the command of Jesus. The famous last words of Christ before he went home. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The God that we love is a God of details. And before time even began, he knew at Christ the King Community Church, October the 12th, 2008, he knew the name and the numbers of hairs on the head of every single person that's going to walk into that tank this morning. He's here. And he's excited. I think the angels are doing backflips. I think they've been very, very busy all weekend long. Some of you are here and you've never taken this obedience step. Guess what? We've got another service left. We've got another service. And if during this time you feel prompted by God, you're going to move to the back of the worship center and we'll just make sure you get to the right place at the right time. This is what it's all about, my friend. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to change the order right now. We're actually going to receive the offering right now. We normally do it at the end. So if you'll prepare yourselves for that right now, 
We're going to do that, and in a few moments, the ushers are going to come forward, and we're going to give back to God our tithes and our offerings. But we're going to do the same deal that we normally do at Christ the King. If you're a guest here this morning, would you please be a guest? Let that offering pass you by. We don't want anything from you at all if you're visiting today. Thank you so much for giving us an hour of your weekend. We hope you'll come back and see us again really, really, really soon. So I'm going to ask the ushers. I need to know you guys are ready to go. Are we ready? We're getting close. Awesome. And what's going to happen is this. We're going to have one of those kind of funny, awkward moments. Because as the offering buckets are moving their way across the worship center, I'm going to go get about 50 friends that are probably a little nervous. And I don't know what you do in your church, but here's the deal at our church. When somebody gets baptized, we shout and scream. We holler. We make noise because we want them to know we love what they're doing. This is a big, big, big deal. And I know Jesus is so excited. So when they come on out here with me, I want you to welcome them. I want them to know you're for them today. So ushers, would you please begin at this time? And I'm going to go get some company because I'm a little lonely up here anyway. I'm going to combust this morning. Oh, this is awesome. just grab a seat. Oh, we are so excited for you guys. You have no idea. If you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you are not ashamed of the gospel, and today you're willing to publicly declare your faith in Jesus Christ in front of all of these brothers and sisters and friends, would you say from the bottom of your heart two words? I have. Say it right now. That's awesome. Awesome. Would you stretch a hand of blessing towards these people? We're going to pray over them in Jesus' name. God, thank you for this moment. I thank you for what's going to be left behind in that tank. God, I thank you that this is all about you, Jesus. You have transformed. You have moved in the hearts of people, and now we're going to celebrate their transformation. God, thank you for what it is that you have done in the lives of these brothers and sisters to bring them to this moment. I thank you that they are not ashamed. 
of the gospel of Christ. We bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen.